let them eat cake with Lady Red Velvet. Welcome to episode seven. Music makes the people come together. Yeah. Well, welcome to this latest episode of my podcast. And in today's podcast, I will be talking about music and music that has inspired me. So let's find out Lady Red Velvet's She's No Lady, She's a Beast favourite type of music. Well, I grew up as an 80s child. I was actually born in 1978, but even though I was born in the 70s, of course, I didn't really appreciate music until I was about nine or ten years old. So in the late 80s, which was a classic decade for music, I remember first being drawn to the music of Bette Midler. (laughs) If people didn't know I was gay beforehand, they should have known from an early age that this little 10-year-old boy was going to grow up to be a gay and to grow up to be a drag queen because he selected Bette Midler's From a Distance as his first ever uh, tape. And I remember listening to it on maybe a Saturday morning children's TV show. She must have gone on and and presented it on Top of the Pops, which was on every Friday night. And I remember seeing this wonderful red-headed woman, older woman. My mum always said I would be (laughs) with an older woman. Um, I'm not sure I was actually with an older woman, but I was certainly drawn to older women. And Bette Midler, like so many gay people, absolutely, you know, she's an icon. And I remember hearing that song, From a distance there is instruments. (laughs) I'm not a good singer. But I remember being drawn to that song and buying it. And then after that, I went from one gay icon to another because the next one I bought was Cher, Love and Understanding. And, of course, Cher was just in my life from a very early age and, again, influencing me, turning my jeans gay um, and was just somebody who I grew up with. So those were my first two ever singles that I bought. But then after that, of course, growing up in the UK, every day we watched Neighbours on television so in the late 80s, there were the power couple of Scott and Charlene, Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. And I remember so clearly when Charlene hung up her dungarees and became the pop icon Kylie Minogue. And her album, Kylie Minogue, was the first ever album that I bought. And from that first single... I should be so lucky. I remember thinking, this is my type of music. Lovely, cheesy, poppy, dancey, gay, trashy, wonderful. No, not trashy. I take that back. It's not just a guilty pleasure. It is just the most amazing music. And Kylie Minogue, over the years, of course, has stayed with the times. Album after album, she comes back creating the most incredible music. 
and that's where my fascination, I think, for pop music began. I went through different phases of liking different styles of music, and even today, if you put my iPad iPad on, I was about to say my iPod, I still have an iPod as well, uh, on shuffle, on my iPhone on shuffle, you will hear all kinds of different style music from the Star Wars soundtrack to classical music to a bit of Bon Jovi. Um, you rarely would hear rap music. There might be a little bit there, but you're going to hear a lot of pop music by a lot of divas. Um, yes, I am a stereotypical gay man, and I will not apologise for that. Uh, so you will hear, of course, when I grew up in the the late 80s, early 90s, my icons were and still are Madonna, Diana Ross, Elton John. Elton John is actually one of the few male uh, singer-songwriters that were in my collection. I preferred listening to a female voice, but... Of course, there was also Freddie Mercury, Queen, all these wonderful gay icons. I was very drawn to this style of music. I'm not sure why. Uh, Maybe you could blame my dad who brought me up on Elvis and Doris Day, two other kind of gay icons, certainly with reputations as being trendsetters and artists that would uh, draw in the gay community. That music has stayed with me, and even in today's shows, tonight I have a show at La Federica where I am doing a night called Barbie Girl, and it is a show which is a mashup of the film The House Bunny with Anna Faris and Legally Blonde, combining all of the love, all of the campness of Barbie herself. And even in this show, of course, I have the song from um, Aqua, um, Barbie Girl. But I also have music from Voxette, who I adored. I grew up with music and movies and television from the 80s and 90s. And in those days, a lot of movies had theme tunes really big ballads, power ballads that you couldn't help but to notice because they were on top of the pops, they were on the best playlist, they were being played in the cinema. Um, I was too young to go to any clubs or bars at that age, but where I did listen to them, you you would see them on television, on on morning TV, on uh, music shows on the front of magazines. Magazines were so popular then, Smash Hits magazine. All of those elements were areas which really pushed me forward with my love of these pop artists. One artist more than any other, though, connected with me, and she still does. And she's still making music and she's still making incredible music in lots of different genres. And that is Cyndi Lauper. A lot of people, I think, only think of Cyndi Lauper with the song Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which, of course, is where many people think about her. But she has so many iconic songs back from the 80s, but going through 
time as well. She's one of those rare artists as well that has won a Tony Award for writing a musical. She's the first and only so far single female writer winner of a Tony Award for a new musical, and that was the musical Kinky Boots, which was absolutely fantastic. She also does some wonderful work for charity as well, which has also drawn me to her. She has a charity called Give a Damn in New York, which supports the LGBT community, a youth community in New York, people that are made homeless or kicked out of their home. She supports them. And so there's something very special about Cindy Lauper. I remember seeing her on, on children's TV on a, on on going live, I think it was, and just thinking, who is this wonderful character with this amazing dress sense, this wacky dress sense, the coloured hair, and this amazing New Yorker voice. So she is very special to me, and her music has been. Um, I still listen to lots of her music, and every few years she brings out a different style album, which I think is is fantastic, from the blues albums to classic sort of smoothies, to a wonderful dance album, which I recommend to you all, which was a shame. It didn't really kick off the same way as Madonna's um, Hung Up album did, Um, but it was fantastic, Bring You to the Brink. It had some great songs called Into the Nightlife, a wonderful, wonderful album. And, of course, the classic 80s movie, The Goonies, which she wrote the um, soundtrack song to, which was just incredible as well. You can tell I'm a big Cyndi Lauper fan. I also uh, went to see her twice in concert, once in London, where she did like a 20-minute version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but every five minutes would change instruments, and she was playing all this whole range of instruments. Some of the instruments, I wouldn't even know how to name them, They were absolutely, it was just outstanding, incredible. And then I saw her in Brighton once and afterwards I got her autograph on the back of a T-shirt. I remember I bought the the women's T-shirt because the men's one were too big and baggy and not in the colour I liked. So I bought a woman's T-shirt that was a bit too tight for me. I've still got it. I should frame it really. And she wrote on the back, give a damn, Cindy Lauper, which I just thought was amazing and stays with me occasionally I will wear it um, because I don't believe in just having things in glass cases and it is nice to go out and people to say oh is that signed by Cindy Lauper and then of course I go into a 20 minute spiel about how amazing she is um I wonder who your favorite artists are I guess a lot of it depends on when you grew grew up I now understand why my dad goes back and listens to Elvis and Doris Day so much because that's the music he grew up with in the 1950s and of course I always go back to that music from the 1980s Um, those are the records, the big power ballads the slightly rocky music, those are the tunes that affect me I also have other favourite artists like Alanis Morissette for example which I think her album Jagged Little Pill is probably the best album of all time. Hit after hit after hit with so much passion in her voice. We were absolutely gutted. My husband and I had tickets to see her in Barcelona two years ago. Covid came along, ruined it all. They delayed it by a year. 
COVID ruined it again. And then in the end, she cancelled her plans to come to Barcelona, which was just heartbreaking. So I'm still yet to see Alanis Morissette. Alanis, if you're listening, please come to Barcelona. Or please get me tickets for one of your shows, wherever you're performing. Please. Another artist that, again, I grew up listening to, and I mentioned them earlier, was Roxette, my favourite band, the Swedish pop group. Per Gessel and Marie Fredriksson. Marie Fredriksson, the most wonderful voice. I got to see her maybe a year before she died. So I think that was about four or five years ago now. And she was in Barcelona and she was very ill at the time. I remember she sat on the chair the whole time. She didn't move. But her voice was incredible. And I have never been to a concert where the crowd just sang everything all of the time. It was like a sing-along night. It was absolute pure nostalgia. was so much fun. was very sad seeing her have to be escorted off stage and helped. But her voice, as I say, was just, just incredible. So if you know Roxette... Go back and listen again. If you don't know Roxette and if you're a bit of a younger listener, I do know from my statistics from my podcast that I do have some listeners who are in their 20s who might not actually know Roxette so well. Go back, download an album, listen to the music because it is such joyous music. And again, really emotional and fantastic that it fits in with movies like Pretty Woman. It must have been love, which is one of the greatest love songs of all time. Anyway, those are the songs and music I connect to. And I do realise I've not mentioned many uh, current musicians. Even today, if I mention uh, Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, they're not exactly current, but of course they are divas that I adore and perform to time and time again. I'm ending my show tonight with a Britney song, Stronger by Britney, who I absolutely adore and cannot wait for her to make new music again. And again, her next single is going to be a duet with Elton John who I mentioned earlier one of the few male singers that I really listen to time and time again such a talented song uh, musician and of course working with an incredible songwriter Um, and I guess if I were to choose a musician contemporary musician from today I would probably choose Dua Lipa who again has worked with Elton blimey he's worked with them all hasn't he And I absolutely love her music. I think her sense of knowing a song and how people react to it is just wonderful. So I've seen her in concert, which was fabulous. You can dance to her music, you can enjoy it, you can listen to it back to back to back and absolutely wonderful. So those are the musicians that inspire me and those are the soundtracks to to my life really i wonder who yours are who you connect to maybe have a look through your old cd collection your tape collection or your downloads and see are you most attracted to a male voice a female voice a certain type of music do you like for example more folksy music 
rap music, lyrics? What's more important to you, the lyrics or the actual melody itself, which I sometimes will look at and analyse and think, what do I like? When I'm at the gym, I probably listen to most of my music. I don't particularly like going to the gym, but I will do a good 30 minutes on the cross trainer. I'll do 30 minutes on the bicycle and then do a few little weights and things. And if I didn't have music, oh my goodness, I just couldn't do it. Music gets me through those things. Then when I'm at home, when I'm cooking, I pop on music. When I'm doing jobs around the house, I pop on music. When I'm creating a new show, I will put my music on shuffle and I will listen and I will come up with themes. One of my favourite shows is called Titanic the Musical and doesn't only contain music from Titanic, which it does, but also a range of music. And this is what I think is important to have, especially when you're performing. You want to entertain people. You want to keep people guessing. For me, if I feel that the music is done by every other drag queen in the city or in the world, I, of course, will try and stay clear of it. Or I will have a little bit of it, but I will try and mash things up and have surprises along the way. I don't like to just have the same thing every week. I think music is so powerful that it can be used in the background for something not just a lip sync or a song to sing along to, but I do love a sing-along. I do love a bit of karaoke. And within my shows, I often do sing along with the audience. And just to see adults singing is a wonderful thing. I wonder when you sang in front of people last. Have a think about that. Because I know with my shows, you can see, first of all, people think when they turn up and they're new, they're a bit like, oh, with singing and they feel a bit subconscious then they realize everyone is joining in and of course a few little drinks help that and if you have this sense of everyone in it together and also as a performer it makes my life easier because I don't particularly like always being 100% the spotlight I know some people might golf golf at that but Actually, having a time where people are doing things together and making it interactive, and I think music and singing is a wonderful way of doing that, and especially choosing those songs that people love to sing along to. Bonnie Tyler, for example, a bit of Meatloaf, Natalie Imbruglia, some of these huge songs that are just wonderful, that can get people going, I think is a wonderful, magical thing. And... Of course, have I mentioned Madonna? Well, Madonna, the queen of pop. And as much as I love Cyndi Lauper, of course, Madonna will always be there. And I know my husband is a big fan. For me, Madonna is the timeless musician. And again, somebody, I don't care if she's not growing old gracefully. I think go for it. She's an inspiration. And as long as Madonna's around, I know that my life will be a very happy place indeed. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this musical version of my podcast. And remember, music makes the people come together. It certainly does. Goodbye and thank you. And one last thing. Calla de puta!